I am very excited and delighted to tell you that your chronic illness ally is once again enrolling. If you're new around here, your chronic illness ally is the supportive home, the program, the community and the coaching space for you to learn how to reframe the role that your chronic illness plays in your life. It guides you off of that conveyor belt of constantly trying to fix and heal your chronic illness and teaches you how to tap into the wisdom of your body that's being communicated via your chronic illness so that you can channel it, channel that wisdom, channel that intelligence into living the big, beautiful life you dream about. If you enjoy this podcast, you will certainly love your chronic illness ally. There is a link to it in the show notes, but let me tell you, the funnest way to learn more about it is to do my quiz. And once you've done that, pop your email in at the end to learn more. And then sit back as I help you explore your unique support style, which will help you make an informed choice about whether your chronic illness ally is a hell yes fit for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, and welcome to Reframing Chronic Illness a conversation that explores the lesser discussed side of living with a chronic illness or any other long-term health condition. I believe in harnessing the intelligence of chronic illness to help you live your life in a way that feels good and allows you to deeply heal and flourish. I'm Alana Holloway, holistic healing coach to humans who want to live life in a way that honors both their health and their dreams. I'm so happy to have you here. I just want to take a minute to tell you all about my new program, Nurture. It is all about helping you connect your whole self with a way of healing that suits and serves you best. And helping you to cultivate a trusting, compassionate and healing relationship with yourself. It starts on... Tuesday the 13th of April and doors for registration are currently open and will close at 6pm on the 12th of April. I'd love to have you. You can find out more on my website alanaholloway.com forward slash nurture. Hello, hello. Um, back for another episode and today's episode is all about being more capable than perhaps you feel or you believe. Um, this is not to be confused with being capable of more than you think. And they know they sound like the same thing, but 
as in this isn't an episode about smashing it or pushing through. Um, What this is about is having a deep faith in yourself and your ability. And I want to talk about this because there are certainly points during the healing process when your faith is tested to the max. And there are also points when you might not even kind of do something that you feel you want to do because you don't know whether you've got the strength or the capability. And there are also times when you'll follow what everyone else is saying or doing because you don't trust in your own inner knowing. And as I kind of talk about this, I'm thinking there aren't actually many moments that I can think of when I've been able to pull the thought and the kind of examples of being more capable than I thought I was into, I've not been able to kind of pull those into my body and into my being in the moment that I needed to. Whenever I've been able to think about it, it's kind of been an afterthought or a realisation when I've come out the other side of a flare or or a tough experience or something, which isn't very efficient, really. <laughs> um, and, you know, in those moments, I probably didn't even acknowledge, you know, being more capable than I felt as a thing. And I probably didn't even believe it existed. And so I'm thinking perhaps, you know, you don't either. And there is one moment, however, and perhaps because it was a very long and drawn out moment when I could pull it into focus and I could pull it into my body when I needed it. And that was during lockdown, all of the lockdowns. And I think I said in a couple of episodes ago how I was going to talk about the relationship between living with a chronic illness and my ability to kind of deal with lockdown and how I feel it impacted the way I felt about lockdown. And I just want to say that I, we all had completely unique experiences of lockdown and all of our kind of home work life situations are completely different and therefore we have been affected by the lockdowns in very different ways and I want to kind of reiterate that this is a judgment-free space and all I'm doing here is speaking from my experience and using it to kind of illustrate a story and tell you how I had a bit of a penny drop moment in in these lockdowns about the way I felt about living with my skin condition. And personally, lockdown was actually an okay experience for me. Um, I mean, I really hate to say it, but beyond okay, I, I quite enjoyed it. Um, and at first I thought, how am I finding this okay? Because... I understand 
that this is a really unusual thing to be happening to humans and but why am I feeling okay about this and and quite comfortable actually and at first I thought it was because I'd had past experience of being stuck inside and feeling isolated and not being able to do what I'd usually be doing when I've been going through a flare or when you know my health has kind of stopped me from doing quote-unquote normal things and that was actually the general consensus between you know the people that I was speaking to and the people online you know who kind of in in the community and so I kind of thought okay that must be it but when I thought about it a bit more I started to I suppose recognize all of these um skills maybe or qualities that I'd developed as a result of living with a chronic illness that were helping me deal or helping me feel okay throughout lockdown and they were things such as being adaptable like having the skill of being adaptable because I'd had experience with and and I'm sure you'll relate to this with never quite knowing how you're going to feel each day when you wake up you really develop the adaptability to kind of okay you know when you wake up and you're not feeling how you perhaps expected to feel that then changes your whole day but it can either be like a complete um bomb drop on your day or it can yeah change your day a bit but not not completely you know throw everything out of the water and that's something you really get used to and so in that, this lockdown kind of didn't become a huge bomb drop. And it was a bit of a, okay, right, what do we, you know, what do I change here? What do I adapt here? Or, so that was one thing. Or there's, was knowing how to work with my body to either increase my resilience to stress. And in doing that, you do that because, you know, there is sometimes nothing you can do about stressors and they're there and and life you know comes with stress and so the need to increase your resilience to stress is really helpful um or to be able to reduce the stressors where possible so um you know if they're things that I can influence then okay how do I do that and and again that's something that I've learned to do because stress is a huge trigger for me and it really impacts the way I feel a lot and and you know most people in fact um or there was something like that you know there was a thing I realized about how I've learned to work with my nervous system so I don't spend too much time existing in a sympathetic state you know I, I know how to bring myself into a parasympathetic state or the ability to see the whole lockdown experience as an opportunity to deepen my practice with acceptance and strengthen my kind of non-fixing or non-reactive muscle as in I didn't feel the need to go out and kind of control and fix and and do something about it it's it's 
almost about letting it wash over you. And this penny drop moment was a bit of a, you know, you know what, this is pretty cool because the way I'm feeling right now is an unexpected but a bonus side effect of having lived with various health challenges for all these years. And that's quite cool. And then as I do, I kind of really got into it in my head and I returned to this idea of seeing chronic illnesses or long-term health conditions or other health challenges as an opportunity or an invitation rather than a prison or a restrictive cap on your life. And dare I say it, because I don't want to come across as flippant or minimising, but as seeing them, of seeing them as a gift or a bit of a superpower. Um, and, you know, coming back to that, this kind of idea that of that's so, so opposite to the story we're told or to the single story that's spoken, you know, out there in the world. It's, as I've said before, when you live with a chronic illness or a health condition, you have an underlying belief that you are a malfunctioning or a broken human being. And, and you know what, it's not as if I'm saying I go about my day being like, woohoo, I've got eczema, this is my superpower, how cool is this? You know, I don't, it's weird, it's a, it's a fine line between celebrating it or or embracing it and like loving it you know it's, it is different and it is a fine line but what I am saying is that chronic illness or recurring health challenges are something that a very very large percentage of the population live with and the thought that that large percentage of people go about their days believing that they're broken or malfunctioning. It hurts me. It it feels really crap. And I want to change that story. Because with everything considered, we still get to choose how we feel about any given scenario. And when we make that choice, there is a consequence or a knock-on effect of that. You know, there's there's what happens as a result of how we have chosen to feel. And, the, you know, the cascade of all of these thoughts, I suppose, it was a bit triggered by a post that I saw, which was talking about the um, post, the person who posted it, <laughs> was talking about um, how she was dealing with a handful of kind of surprise health challenges. And she started her post by saying, my body is clearly fighting me. And again, no judgment, but you know, we are all at where we're at. But again, I felt quite sad about it because I've definitely been there and I've definitely been in that headspace. And I know very well the effect that feeling like that had on my whole life and my whole existence. And it's not it's just not nice. And and then I, there was another thing. I don't know if it's a bit of a red car syndrome or just completely a coincidence, but I then um, heard this Taoist proverb, which I'm going to share with you now. And 
It goes like this. A tower story tells of an old man who accidentally fell into the river rapids, leading to a high and dangerous waterfall. Onlookers feared for his life. Miraculously, he came out alive and unharmed, downstream at the bottom of the falls. People asked him how he managed to survive, and he said, I accommodated myself to the water, not the water to me. Without thinking, I allowed myself to be shaped by it. Plunging into the swirl, I came out with the swirl. This is how I survived. And when I heard that, I thought, yes, you know, it it just brings about this whole notion and this whole feeling of flowing and being adaptable and how that brings about so much allowing and accepting rather than the rigidity and the contraction that that the feeling of fighting and resisting brings about you know rather than feeling my body is fighting me and how that that kind of manifests itself in in this really rigid way and to add to that there's another thing which always kind of crops into my mind and my lovely acupuncturist John who I used to see before lockdown um he'd tell me some wonderful stories (laughs) but he always used to say and I'm going to completely bastardize this story um but he always used to talk about this like illustration of how a modern day man tries to reach enlightenment and he kind of described this image of a man like sitting in a tight ball and clenching you know his fists and his jaw and his eyebrows and really frowning and really squeezing and trying and forcing and you know I will reach enlightenment I will reach enlightenment and how that is just so far away from really you know the process of reaching enlightenment and and it's this I suppose idea that we can just control this journey and that we can humans have got this I I always laugh I always just think you know humans have got this this um real idea that we can control everything and that and that when we have input and when we intercept is when things go right and and without that interception you know things will all go wrong and I think that really stops us from allowing nature to take its course and allowing things to just happen and and the process to be the process and the journey to be the thing you know not that destination that we always talk about and this whole concept of allowing and letting and accepting and you know what does that bring and and what if it is not only about surviving as the man in the waterfall did you know this is how I survived what if it's not only about that what if it's more than that because what that story didn't go on to say I mean maybe it did but I didn't read that bit but (laughs) is that not only did this man survive, but he got to travel in a waterfall. Like, how amazing is that? And what a rush that must have been. And what an experience he had in doing that. And I mean, yeah, of course, he, it was near death. But (laughs) 
when you're out the other side, you know, you can look at all the all the positives and and experiences you've had because of that. And it kind of made me think a lot about this feeling of surviving and how it is a really deeply ingrained state for I'd probably say everyone who has lived through some sort of long-standing or chronic health challenge because surviving is the picture that is painted surviving is the best you think you can get and when you're in the mindset of your body fighting you or being at war with yourself or having two parts of yourself the part that is the part that you love and then the part that is the part that's letting you down you know being let down by your physical vessel you you kind of learn through that you learn to really white knuckle your way through life it's it's all about just holding on until until the next break and because that's what you've become used to you think it is the way it always needs to be. You think it is just that is the way. And it becomes your default and your baseline way of living. And it is it is not just when this is the kind of scary thing about that is that this mindset doesn't just affect the way you deal with your health. It affects every aspect of your life. And... In that, I kind of asked the question, if the shift in mindset from fighting and being at war to seeing your challenges as a superpower or as a gift or as an invitation or whatever, if that shift in mindset could help you to see not only your health challenges as an opportunity and invitation at would what does that then open up for you beyond the realms of your health what does that ability to open your mind in that way how does that bleed into the rest of your life and if you were able to look back and pull on all of these examples of how your health challenges have kind of enriched your life experience or how they have elevated you as a person and kind of given you more strength and just really reinforced everything that you are, such as I was able to do in lockdown. If you were, you know, able to pull on these things such as the man in the waterfall was probably able to do, you know, how would that make you feel? And so I choose to wear my health challenges as a bit of a personal badge of honour, not one that I, you know, shout about or obviously I'm talking on the podcast about them. So (laughs) clearly I am shouting about them, but, you know, not as not as something I gloat about, but just one that I can keep on the inside of, say, my jacket and just sneak a look at whenever I need to. It's 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 a badge of honour that is an inner knowing that, you know what, I have got this and 
in any moment, I am more capable of more than just surviving. I am more capable than I perhaps believe in that very moment. And so if you were to have a badge of honour, where would you put yours? It's been lovely chatting to to you today and I'll be back next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Reframing Chronic Illness with me, Alana Holloway. If you have a moment, I'd be so grateful if you'd rate, review and share it with anyone you think would enjoy it too. Rates and reviews mean that it's much easier for others to find this podcast, which all helps in getting this message out there. If you'd like to continue the conversation, you can subscribe to my newsletter via my website, alanaholloway.com. In my newsletter, I talk all about how you can harness the intelligence of your chronic illness or long-term health condition in order to deeply heal and flourish. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Bringing on board the right kind of support can be the missing piece of the puzzle that so many of us don't realise we actually need. What would you do if you had the most epic support squad by your side? What would that unleash in you and what would it make possible for you in your life? If you're wondering how to start figuring that out, if you've got no idea where to start, I've got the perfect thing for you. My quiz, are you more Michelle, Gaga or Mindy? And what would their support squad unleash in you is now live. You can find the link to it in the show notes and in the bio. Don't wait another moment. Hop on over to the quiz to find out who you're channeling now.